You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise God. Okay, come with me to Second Chronicles 20. That's where we did part of our reading on Sunday. And we want to start from where we stopped. We stopped, I believe, in verse 17, where the Lord said to Jehoshaphat through the prophet, you will not need to fight in this battle. Praise the Lord. We saw that there were three thises. The first this was in verse 1 of chapter 20 where he said it happened after this. The second this was in, in verse 15 where we are told about the particular one, this great multitude. And then 17 says, this battle, there is a battle, praise God. But this battle is not your own battle. Hallelujah. And I believe we'll learn to distinguish which battle is ours and which battle is not ours, isn't it? Praise the Lord. When Jesus was reviled, he did not revile in return. You know why? That was not his battle. Praise God. He didn't have to defend himself. Anywhere men said, prove yourself. He didn't have to bother because that was not his battle. But anywhere men put their faith in him, he showed himself mighty because that was his own. He responds to faith, not to doubt. Praise God. He responds to those who put their trust and their confidence in him. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so we're told here, the, the prophet said, this is the word of the Lord, Jehoshaphat. You will not need to fight in this battle. So what should you do? The next line says, the next statement says what? Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O the Father's church, O Nigeria. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Praise the Lord. And um, I think on Monday we looked at Numbers 14, verse 7, where um, Joshua answered the rest of the children of Israel, the land which you have passed to see, to spy on, is an exceedingly what? Good land. And all we need for victory is what? If the Lord delights in us, he will do what? He will give us this land. Okay. But what I want us to take as we go on from this verse 17 is what there jumped out to me and I thought it's important we look at it. He said you wouldn't need to fight in this battle, praise the Lord. But he said you should position yourself. Tell your neighbor, position yourself. Position yourself, hallelujah. Position, there is a position that is necessary so that when the battle is fought for you, you can get the victory. You don't need to fight in the battle, but you need the victory. So it matters where you are. Hallelujah. You're not fighting, but you need the victory. We're not just not interested. No, we're interested. We need the victory. Praise the Lord. But the instruction says, you won't fight. I will fight for you. That's what it's saying. It says, I, Jehovah, will do the fight for you. But if I'm going to fight for you, you need to be rightly positioned so that when the victory is won, it can be delivered to you. Hallelujah. 
And that's what we've been doing since Monday. When we gather here to praise the Lord, when we gather here to extol the Lord, all we're doing is that we're positioning ourselves so that when he gets the victory, we will be in the position to do what? To receive it. So he says you won't need to fight. And where we looked at that Ephesians says, having done all to do what? To stand. Stand there for why? Because when the battle is over, if you're not standing, it says if anyone draws back, it says my soul shall not have pleasure. He said you and I have need of patience that after we have what? Done the will of God, we will do what? Obtain the promise. We will inherit the promise. So there is a positioning. And that's what we want to see tonight as we go on. Praise the Lord. There is a position, and that position we've learned is a position of faith. Is a position of expectation. Is a position of confidence. Knowing whom you have believed and being what? Fully persuaded. That all the prayers that we've been praying, all the prayers that you've been praying, all that you have committed into his hands, that he's what? He's able, he's faithful to bring it to pass. Position is very necessary. In fact, it matters most. Position is like your name on that check leave or like your account number. If it's wrong, the money will be there, the balance will have, you know, the amount needed, the signature will be right, but it can't hit your account. Because you don't have the right address. The word position, you can use location. It says it's the place where somebody or something is, especially in relation to other things. Tonight, we as a church, the Father's Church, we are saying we want to be in the place of faith, in the place of expectation, in the place of assurance, in the place where there is no doubt at all. Hallelujah. Where we are sure is a posture. The word also talks about posture. So it talks about standing. Praise God. About a posture, a posture of expectation, confidence. It talks about rank. Where are you? Where are we in the affairs of this nation? We are saying because we are children of God. Because we are the called of the Lord. And the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and what? The fullness thereof. We are his children. He says to us have been given the right or the power to be called the children of God. Praise God. So it's our rank. He says take your place. It's also the word position there talks about view. Your perception, your take, your attitude. And I think Momichi addressed that on one of the days that we're meeting. What is your attitude to the issues in Nigeria? What is your attitude to the things that are saying? All the noise that are making, what is your attitude to it? What position are you taking? We'll learn that in Psalm 2. The Bible says, yes, they hid in the rage. The people that plot a vain thing, praise the Lord. But what position are we looking at it from? Is it from under the head? No. We look at it from above. And what are the people above doing? The people above are laughing at them. He said, he that sits in heaven, what does he do? If you're on the earth, you'll worry. In fact, the book of Revelation says, Woe to you, dwellers of the earth. For the devil has come down with great wrath. But we are not dwelling in earth. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places. Far above what? Everything they are doing is under our feet. What's your attitude? Imagine you get home now. You hear that the ants in your house are plotting to overthrow you. Fifty of them. They've been revolting. You know, they've been moving up and down the whole house. You want to know what Ngaliwe is? 
What is it in English? Protest is not enough. You see, I, strong agitation. Since you left in the morning, they've been agitating that if you come back, they'll deal with you. 50 ants. They've been moving about. I don't know the number that is in your house, but I think my house is about 50. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they've been saying, if you come back, we'll deal with you. When you're going back, what will you be doing? <laughs> you're laughing. You're getting it now. It's a position. It's an attitude. When he said, position yourself, he said, consider the truth. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free. Who runs the world? Who runs the universe? Who set the earth rotating? Who suspended the stars? Who said, let there be light? Who said, let the waters be divided? Who will wrap it up? Who runs the world? Who runs Nigeria? Jehovah reigns. Say, let the people rejoice. The omnipotent God reigns. Hallelujah. It's an attitude. He said, please but position yourself. At the end of the day, you go with victory. Praise the Lord. So that's what they said to Joseph. He said, position yourself. Stand still and you will now see the salvation of the Lord. So what we see, because these are some of the things we need to understand many times, you know, like, like we mentioned on Sunday, the word of God can be pictorial. It can be storybook-like. So you can just take the storybook, you know, and run with it. But if you get the understanding, what it does is that it prepares you, it makes sure it says that the man of God may be complete. It equips you for every situation. So with this attitude now, there are some moments where positioning yourself will be that you just keep quiet. You know, let me give you another Igbo word. That I don't have a translation. It's called Mbana Balago. You see, it's like the plot eh, that the squirrels have against the lion. You know, they're just saying this lion is disturbing us. We're going to deal with it. It's only done when the lion is not around. Praise the Lord. So there are situations that you might be in and what position means is just you keep quiet. They are saying this, they are saying this, all of them behind your back. Whenever you come back, you see they are singing a different tune. It's a position. You don't need to answer. Praise the Lord. You know, remember when they came to arrest Jesus, his answering was a problem. Anytime he said, I am here, they fall back. So he had to suppress his power so they could arrest him. Are you getting what I'm saying? So positioning is an understanding. It's the response you give to a situation when you know who is running the show. Praise God. So position yourself, stand still, and what will happen? You see. And the story goes on, and we saw what happened. What did Jehoshaphat do? They set out, they started to march. But how were they marching? Who was leading the battle? Who was going in front? The Bible says he had 21, says... When he had consulted with the people who appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness, and as they went out before the wood, army, what, who was leading? The praise was going ahead of the people who had weapons. Because they knew that the victory was going to come from above. You see, in a normal situation, the security vehicle goes ahead of the people. But this is not the fight we are fighting. Praise the Lord. 
The weapons of our warfare are not what? They are not carnal. Rather, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when they position themselves, the singers were sent ahead. And as they started going, the armies were coming. It's as though the armies were soldiers were hiding behind the singers. And note what happened there. Very interesting. I read 21 so you, we get the flow. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and were singing. And what were they singing? Praise the Lord for his word. Endures forever. We noted on Sunday that, you see, truth is warfare already. When you say praise the Lord, you're addressing him rightly. You're saying he has the victory. You're saying nothing can be done against him. You're saying every weapon formed against him will not prosper. You're saying his counsel for you will stand. And since he said you're not going to be destroyed, everyone that is rising to destroy you shall fall for your sake. Are you understanding scripture? So when the Bible says, in all things give thanks, you're not giving thanks for what is happening. You're giving thanks because at the conclusion of all things, there will be reason to thank him. Are you getting scripture? So they went ahead and began to sing, praise the Lord for his messenger. At this point, you know, we are reading the story. We know the end of the story. They didn't know the end of the story. All they had at that point was a multitude was coming against them. And these people that were coming against them were coming armed. And then you send people without arms and they are going to confront people with arms. But they were saying something. His mercy does what? Endures forever. Mercy is what keeps you from what is due you that is not good for you. Mercy is a shield. Praise the Lord. Mercy is a protector. It keeps you, you deserve to suffer this. But when mercy comes in, it stands in the gap. Let me give you a beautiful description of mercy that you understand. How many of us have been to Dubai? The air conditioning system in Dubai is a description of mercy. When you step out of the airport, you think you're standing behind an airplane. It's the way the weather is. But when you enter the hotel or the airport, mercy in the form of air conditioning meets you. And you're comfortable. Praise the Lord. So they began to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and dears forever. The Bible says 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, what happened? The Lord sent ambushes. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushes. So these people that were coming against them, the Lord was watching them all the while. And they were advancing. But when the people started singing and praising, you see, there's something praise does to our God. I pray in this course of this year, we'll have time to really deal with it. We are trusting that, you know, very soon we've been planning it. We have one Wednesday in a month where we just praise and worship God. Praise the Lord. Because it is to Him. You see, all this talk we are talking, like we let, you can talk and miss, you can preach and miss, you can prophesy and miss. But when you say the Lord is good, you can't go wrong with it. When you say there is none like Jehovah, no God like Jehovah, you can say it for two hours and you'll be accurate, you'll pass the exam. It's like some lecturers that tell you, just give me this and you'll pass. When you praise God, you're correct. Hallelujah. Because you'll be speaking in alignment with heaven. 
The Bible tells us we can pray amiss, isn't it? But you can never praise amiss because Jehovah is God. He's the most high. There is no one like him. He's the biggest. He's the greatest. He's the wisest. He's the most powerful. Hallelujah. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a way maker. He's all of that. So you can't go wrong. So when they began to sing, at that moment, it pleased the Lord to send ambushes. And here and then, the weapons that were formed to destroy Israel began to see that they were being channeled to the wrong direction all the while. They remember what they were made for from the beginning. You know, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isn't it? Now, those weapons were formed, but they thought it was against Israel. If it was against Israel, it would never have been formed. So, all of a sudden, in the middle of the battle, the weapons realized that, no, we're not formed against Israel. The Bible says the people of Moab and Ammon joined together to first finish up the people of Mount Seir. And when that completely finished them, when that completely finished them, you know what the Bible says? I like the play. It said they helped. Is it in your Bible? They helped to do what? To, uh, they needed to help to accomplish that purpose. The enemies of Nigeria will help themselves. They will help and finish themselves. We won't be involved. That's why we don't get it when we want to go down. We cannot come down to their level. Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work. The work we are doing is to be declaring the message of the Lord. We are going to see if time permits us what our job is and what this warfare is really about. But those who won't hear, they will help and destroy one another in the name of Jesus. So the weapon that they came with, they used it very well, but not on the children of Israel. Someone here, someone is threatening you, situations and circumstances. Just don't worry yourself. Praise the Lord. Don't worry yourself. The weapons have been formed. But your God says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So is it that it was not formed or they are still confused? They have not found what they will be for. But on that day, they realized, they said, oh, is this what it's for? Moab and Ammon, they joined, they said, let's finish my side. This is what my arrow, this is what my spear had been for. And when they finished killing them, they said, okay, I think it's for you too. And they started exchanging it. And when they finished, every one of them, dead. The only thing that was remaining was the spoil. We will gather spoil in Nigeria. The righteous shall yet rejoice in this nation. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, you see, this thing that is happening in our country, it started like a joke. Where the righteous will be suffering, men will be willing to work, women will be willing to work, there is no work, it won't be forever. In the name of Jesus. Where marriage will not be rewarded, it won't be forever. It's going to fade away. We will be telling the stories. In those days, when father and mother will be working and we can't pay rent, it will end in Nigeria. Because the land is a prosperous land. Do you know that in Dubai, being a citizen, you earn income? Whereas their land is a desert. Nigeria is a blessed land. If we are to work with geographical qualities or endowment, they, they cannot come on a scale of one to ten. If we are nine, they won't even find one. What has happened is the wickedness of men. And God will dethrone that wickedness. In the mighty name of Jesus, there will be a raising of heads of the people of this nation. And when it is done, it will be by the glory of the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
So that's why we've been singing and praising. Because we know whom we have believed. That's why we're doing that. Prayers are going on. Some people are praying. We are prayed and we shall yet pray. But the Bible makes us understand Philippians 4, 6. Say, be anxious for what? For nothing. But in everything by prayer and what? Supplications. With what? Thanksgiving. He said, make your request known to God. So this season, we are praising him with gratitude. We are saying, Lord, we are prayed and we are saying you are worthy. All that we have asked you, you can do exceedingly abundantly above all of them. And then the Bible says in verse 7, and the peace of God. So we want to move in this season with the peace of God. With an assurance of God. With an expectation. I'm beginning to have an expectation. Because the word of the Lord concerning this nation is not for our dreams. It's for our experience. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, it's for experience. You know, occasionally you see some places where they post Nigerian Airways ticket to UK. And they say it's either 7 Naira or something. Or 15 Naira. How many of us have seen those things recently? 15 Naira and, and no visa because you had money. They needed you to come. And then when you get there, your 1 Naira will give you 1 pound. You see, those things are not just for history only. Praise the Lord. Things will turn around. In the name of Jesus. But the thing is this, is that the way it's going to turn around, because the gospel has begun to be preached in Nigeria. It won't just happen like that. Follow me, I'll show you some interesting things in the scripture. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. Come with me. Let me start with Exodus so we get it. Turn to Exodus chapter 4, but I'll refer to John 17. In John 17 verse 3, our Lord Jesus made a statement. He said, and this is eternal life, that you may know who? Know him. The Father, isn't it? That you may know and just the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent the whole purpose of Jesus coming of all God is doing on earth is that men may know him praise the Lord now it's a singular desire in the heart of the father and because this adversary Satan is the very antagonistic one against every agenda of God. Praise the Lord. One thing he wants to see to is that what? Men do not know him. So on one side, there is the desire of God that he be known. On the other side, the enemy and every other thing is working that God is what? Not known. In that process, I want to explain this background. In that process, if the devil sees that it's with hardship, he will keep people from knowing him. He will bring hardship. If he sees that it's prosperity, that will keep people from knowing him. He will bring prosperity. That's why I was discussing with my wife today. And I, I said, sometimes when we call these countries developed countries, it's okay because their roads are better. Praise the Lord. Their buildings are better. Okay? Their hospitals are better. So in that sense, they're developed. But when a country starts saying that a man and a man can form a family, we should begin to add the word retarded countries. But don't even be too quick. The one that I don't understand now is that a woman and a woman, they say they are not um, interested in the way God designed. So they come together as a family unit. A man and a man, they come together as family unit. Okay? And then you go and take children that were born by normal people and give them right to be parents over. They are retarded. Tell them they can take their visas. There is something wrong with them. 
It's okay if two adults are crazy. But to take an infant, take a six-month-old, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and put him in that family. Ah. May the Lord prosper Nigeria. So that the true gospel and true representation of the glory of God will be shown. So I'm making that point because it's not just about the economic prosperity. The devil can block a people from knowing God with anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so there are places in, in Japan, I don't think they, they really bother about any, their, their religion is science, just, you know, just keep innovating. And, so they don't care about God. And in all of that, the enemy is achieving his purpose. But God's intention is still one thing. What? That men may know him. That's why he says, as I live. He said, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will do what? Will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. In Exodus 4, sorry, Exodus chapter 5, sorry. From verse 1, Moses was sent to Pharaoh. And Moses got to Pharaoh and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a fish to me in the wilderness. Verse 2, everybody read verse 2 for me. What did Pharaoh say? Hallelujah. This is the issue everywhere today. Men are asking, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I'm sure you may have heard in Egypt, you know, just down the road here, the parliament has given their president, Sisi, power to rule until 2034. In Cameroon, by our side, the president is almost uh, 80 something, and he's, he's on, on his uh, either 10 term or one of those. You see, wherever men don't know who the Lord is, they become agents. Of Satan, agents of suppression and oppression. So when Moses went to Pharaoh, the key thing there was this man needed to know the Lord. Pharaoh needed to know the Lord. And one of the things that we are desiring and we are asking of God for our nation, one of the many prayers we are making, is that this nation, all that are leaders in this nation, will come to do what? Know who the Lord is. Because it's when they know him that they will let his people go. When they know him, they will establish righteousness. When they know him, they will do justice. Any man that doesn't know God can do justice. Because when you don't know, you become God. And when you become God, you're imperfect. You will judge wrongly. Justice is carried out by somebody who knows he'll give an account. As long as men imagine that power resides with them and authority stops with them, they will do wickedness. Praise the Lord. So Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? Who is he? You know, in a few chapters down, his magicians started telling him who the Lord is. They started telling him, okay, this thing we're doing now, nothing. There's one whose finger is more powerful than us. I think you should submit to him. That's why at intervals, one plague will come. He will call Moses and say, I've repented, I've repented. Moses will go and beg God. Then he comes again. He kept going back and forth until he was swallowed in the rest. What do you think he was doing when, before he was drowned? Ah, Jehovah, you are God. Only you are God. Igwe. That's what he was doing. Praise the Lord. Now, for you and I, I want you to have faith. 
This is what I've been praying. I want you to have faith that in our generation, Nigeria will know the Lord. It's not just about political emancipation, no. Can you imagine the joy and the celebration when we had independence in 1960? How many of us have secretly wished we were still under British rule? What are we talking? So let's not bring ourselves to where we we rejoice over something that our children will come up and say, ah, maybe. No, We, we want a knowledge of God in our land. Praise the Lord. And that is what God wants. So we know it will be granted us in the name of Jesus. Come with me to Daniel chapter 4. I want to run quickly through all these things because it it will help us in this season that we're in. In Daniel chapter 4, we have um, Nebuchadnezzar, his testimony. He was the one that was telling the story. And he told about his dream. I I won't read all of it so that that we, we can save time. He told about how he had a dream and how he had sent for his magicians and all of them, you know, the astrologers to come and bring interpretation. But none of them could bring an interpretation. But when Daniel came, Daniel said to him, or rather gave him the interpretation. But I want you to follow me as we see something there. I, I won't read the entire dream. It's a dream about a tree, you know, that the whole earth was surviving based on. And he saw in a vision the watcher come and say, cut it down. And let it be, you know, um, locked on the ground for seven seasons. Verse 17 is where he was told that this is by the decree of the watchers. Come with me to verse 17, please. It says, this decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. Are you with me? This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. That what may happen? In order that the living may know that the Most High does what? Rules in the affairs in the kingdom of him and gives it to whomever he will and sets over the lowest of men. This is our desire and it shall be so in this nation. That the living may know. That word living. That Nigerians may know. That the Most High rules. That's what we want to achieve. Not just a change of government, praise the Lord. A change of system. Where leadership in Nigeria will be by people who know God rules. Remember the sons of Judah when he needed um, a child for the uh, daughter-in-law. And how they were misbehaving. And God was killing them one by one. Until they said, I beg, instead of trying, let us just run away. And for some of us, I'm speaking in quotes, but leave it. What I'm saying is this. We're not just desiring change of government. We're desiring, you know, a revelation, a fear of God. Where men know that in this nation, if you get into that office and misbehave, something that you don't want to happen to you. In order that the living will know that the most high God, what? Rules in the kingdom of men. You see, they say power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. But we're saying a time will come where, when they're in power, they know that this power, we are holding it in trust. That's the rule we want in Nigeria. They say things happen in Asuro. Whoever enters there, every night you'll be having sessions with spirits. They'll tell him, if you try that nonsense. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You see, this is my thinking. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. That is what we are looking for. 
Because so many prophecies have gone through Nigeria. And this prophecy, they need to come to pass. I understand it. They need to, we have the genuine gospel. We have the population. We have the, Nigeria is the sixth largest nation in the world. Do you know that? All the nations that are larger than us, they're not Christians. You have China, you have India, you have Indonesia and all of They're not Christians. Do you understand? Where we are is not a joke. And we have the resources, the money is in our land. We are gifted physically, in sports, mentally, in academics, in every area to carry this out. So I don't want to look at a man, even though I'm going to vote for a man. But what I'm saying is that the living may know. The person that wins may know. The cabal that will come in may know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They will know. If ordinary drug baron can control a president, our God can control presidents. That the most high rules. This is Nebuchadnezzar saying, he said this is what they told him. That until you learn it. Now this is a story. This was what happened in the dream. Verse 18 says, This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belshazzar, declare its interpretation. Since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the Holy God is in you. So Daniel gives him the interpretation. Verse 19, I'll read and I'll read quick. Follow me, please. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belshazzar answered and said, My lord, may the dream concern those who hate you, and this interpretation concern your enemies. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely, and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home. It is you, O king. Who have grown and become strong. For your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the King. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you. Till what will happen again? <laughs> That's the agenda of heaven. It will be accomplished in this nation. He said this whole thing that is going to happen is that you may learn a lesson. Till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Brethren, this revelation will change your marriage. It will change your life. It will change the way you handle finances. Some of us are struggle with paying tithe or giving to God. When you know that money comes from God, you won't struggle. Because if you went to an office and a man helped you do a business of 100,000 or 1 million, if he said to you, give me, bro, not as a condition he has given you. Can you give me 10,000? Will you struggle? Why? Because you know he's the one who gave you. The reason we struggle to give God is that we think we are the one who made it and God is just attaching himself to our prosperity. But when you know, like David told us, that greatness comes from God. Riches come from God. 
We learned on Sunday that authority is for bringing God down into a situation. My wife and I watched a movie many years ago. And in this movie, this man was very mean to the wife. Very mean. In fact, the man was so mean that if you see him on the street, you'll beat him. You'll be so angry with him. But in the movie, you know what happened? He became paralyzed. So it had to be the wife that would bat him. The woman would just slap him. <sighs> you see, all the thing that you're doing now, you're the man. What if something happens to you and they have to feed you from here? So how do you? I, I mean, it's life. Power, authority. It all comes from God. Potiphar was Joseph's boss until a time, and Joseph became his boss. That the living may know that what? The most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever. So you know that where you are is not because you're the best. It's because the most high gave it to me. That our legislators will know. That our senators will know. That our ministers will know. That the leadership of Nigeria will know that that's what we're praying. That's our desire. That this will be the new system of government. Where the local government chairman knows that amongst this village, God just, he just pleased God to pick me and put me here. So he doesn't buy jeep and drive up all the people off the road. No. He gets a car and serves the people. That the living may know. Praise the Lord. So they told him, you're going to be in this condition until, that was 25. Let's read 26. And in as much as they gave the command to leave the storm and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you when? Somebody said, I want to know this evil for myself, first of all. <laughs> Can you see how much depends on it? He said, your kingdom will be restored to you after you come to know that heaven rules. If there's a knowledge that is needed, is this knowledge? I baby, you fine, I baby, you fine. Is the Lord that rules. One infection like this, that whole fine will become something else. You see some people say, ah, were these people born by human beings or monkeys? Eh. That the living may know that all things, every good gift, comes from who? Above. The Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. It will help you. We move on. He says, therefore, verse 27, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. 28 says, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And the king spoke, saying, It's not this great Babylon that I've built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you. Until what will happen? Until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Can we see how important this is? Let's rise on our feet. Let's begin to pray. 
declare over this nation lord let this knowledge even from this election let men know that control of INEC, control of gss control of money control of whatever will not determine who rules jehovah reigns and he's the one who gives it to men let's bring down the kingdom the knowledge of the glory of god over this nation over our political atmosphere over our economic atmosphere the people that think there's something lord you change times and seasons one of the words the lord gave to me over concern is that i will overthrow and overthrow old king james will say overturn and overturn until the one whose it is will come lord we are saying let this lesson be learned let it be learned in this nation let it become our system of government that people who know you reign people who acknowledge you people whose knees are bowed to you that they will have authority anyone who thinks he is something anyone who imagines this is best right any group of people that sit and think they can decree a thing over us when they have not submitted to you lord let them not sit on that throne oh lord our god we are saying that nigerians may know let the weak in nigeria know that the most high rules let the strong know that the most high rules let oh lord every part of this nation let the knowledge of your power let the knowledge of your greatness let the knowledge of your supremacy over every scheme of man over every plot of man over incumbency over whatever it is called let it be known in this nation lord that you are god and that you rule over the affairs of this nation we are your children in nigeria and we say we have no other god we say you are the only god you are our god blessed is the people whose god is jehovah we are declaring jehovah is god over this nation you are the god of nigeria you are the god of all the states of this nation we say islam is not we say none of those are no man no group of men are whatever they call them they are not in charge we are declaring as the holy ones sanctified by your spirit washed in the blood of jesus that in this season nigeria will know that the most high rules lord they have plotted their plan they have accumulated weapons they have held meetings they have signed agreements they have given signals but in all of that the knowledge of your power will be made known to them you will frustrate the wicked you will liberate the innocent the captive shall be set free those who are held bound will be their bondages will be broke in the name of jesus that nigerians may know that the most high that the most high that the most high that you rule that you rule let it be a lesson that our children will know let it be a lesson that they will stand on the newsstands on the road at the bus stops and says have you seen what the lord has done have you heard what the lord has done he has broken the bands of the wicked he has set the captives free he has loosened the, op the, 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 the oppressed and they have gone free he has lifted the heads of those that have bowed down 
He has satisfied the hungry mouth. He has brought peace and safety. Boko Haram will be exposed. Their sponsors will be exposed. Every wickedness that has been done against this nation, it will be demystified because the light of our God will shine and he will take a class of his own. Oh Lord, arise! That Nigerians may know that you have no mate. The songwriter says you have no equal. You have no rival. Thine is the kingdom. Nigeria belongs to you. Some things that locate and they uh, uh, demote and appoint and they hold and they give and they take. But tonight as your church we are saying no. We are saying no. Lord like you did for Nebuchadnezzar. Like you did for the people of Babylon. That this lesson may come to be known over this nation that Jehovah reigns let it be said let Nigerians greet themselves by saying the most high reigns and the other will say yes Jehovah reigns you are God we worship you we worship you we worship you that's what we are saying tonight we are positioning ourselves and we are making this declaration what do we desire as a people concerning this election that the living may know your word says the casting of the die is of man, but the outcome is of the Lord. Let your outcome come pa to pass. In the name of Jesus, frustrate the devices of men. Overturn and overturn. Overthrow and overthrow. Until your own agenda is established. Glorify your name, O Lord. Let Nigerians know that Jehovah has heard our cry. Come down and manifest your power. Oh, Lekapa, you can pray the Holy Ghost, you can pray. Too many men have been lifted in this nation. Too many men. Ah, wealth will change hands. Brethren, wealth will change hands. Power will change hands. Authority will change hands. Ah, Katosa Kandaganda. Male Gerebago, Shende Gerebanda. Mala Katosa Kale Gerebago. Let it be said in international news media. The Lord had done great things for Nigeria. The Lord had visited Nigeria. The Lord had had mercy on Nigeria. Oh, a nation despised, a nation derided. But your glory rises upon us. Your glory rises upon us. Your mercy shines upon us. Your word says through the greatness of your power, your enemies will submit themselves to you. Lord, we are calling for a submission, a surrender of the affairs of this nation. Everywhere men gather, no longer in mockery, but in genuine submission, they will submit to Jesus. They will submit to our God. They will call you Lord and they will bow their knees. They will surrender their deliberations. They will submit their decisions and say, Jehovah, are you happy with this? Is this in line with your counsel? In the name of Jesus. Psalm 149. Psalm 149 says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints let nigeria rejoice in their maker 
let the father's church be joyful in their king let the church of nigeria be joyful in their king let them praise his name with a dance can i see some dance let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. He said, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Verse 5 said, let the saints be joyful in glory. When you get home tonight, don't let your bed be quiet. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to do what to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them this is the judgment that the living may know that the most high rose he said to execute on them what the written judgment this honor have all the saints please before we start praising just greet your neighbor honorable 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 saints honorable honorable saints